It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 29. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. The Bilal Powell episode. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Yo, shout out. Actually, you know what's funny? You did that. Uh, we're face, We're a LinkedIn buddies. I, I was, really? Yeah, I have the Bilal Powell on LinkedIn. I was on another podcast, um, Mikkel Sade's podcast in D.C. I was on her podcast a couple weeks ago, and she names all her podcasts the numbers after athletes. Oh, uh, damn. Comes up, I was just which starting is a dope, to do that. No, nah, that's a dope kind. I like I like. We're going to do that, too. I'm going to just use yeah. different athletes. Rolling with Ramos is a podcast. Shout out to Rolling with Ramos. They had me on. Um, really good time in the podcast. But anyway, we're back. We've been away for a while. Uh, we're here on our podcast, episode 29. And you can see, if you're watching this podcast, we are in a different space temporarily. Um, but that's how we do. You know, we adjust. We move around. Um, and we do what we got to do. We, and I have a haircut, finally. Yeah, finally. So there's that. It's looking horrible on Instagram. I don't know why you put pictures on Instagram. Because first of all, it was video. Uh, oh, video, yeah, even worse. What was that? No, because I was to see how you're moving. I was thinking like about that. yes, they do. I was thinking about shaving my head. So I was asking for advice on shaving your head, which you might want to do soon. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yo, shots, shots. Yo, yo, yo I yo. told you. I told you I was feeling I was feeling salty today. Wow. <laughs> when it's time for me to come on home, everyone will know. I will not let them No, that's not there. true because you're just gonna pull up. Like you're not gonna say anything. You're yeah, just you're gonna right. show. No, <laughs> okay, when you see me, you'll see me and you'll know. And that's it. Yeah, I think there's a lot like I'm gonna do it soon. Like probably. I don't wanna ever be like LeBron. LeBron is it's been time to come on home yeah. for LeBron. But, but he would hasn't you done would that. you would you would you do what he does? Because he, he, like, you know how he puts all the money into his body? It looks like he also puts all the money into his hair also. Where? He tries to, he tries, no, occasionally you'll see that sometimes he'll fix it up or whatever, and then it'll go back to being, like, a mess. But sometimes you'll see it come out, like, you perfectly fine. You can't fix thinning, man. I don't know. You're thinning, you're thinning. I don't know. I and mean, you could try, like, the, the what's, what's the, Carlos Bougie had the Beijing in, in his hair. Would you try, you wouldn't try that. <laughs> Hell No. <laughs> Not, no, I'm not doing that. Yo. No, 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 no. Yo, no. if Dex ever came with the Beijing. No. Y'all ain't gonna see that. No, that's my gonna. My hair on my head is my hair on my head. If you ever came that's with it. the Beijing, that's gonna be artwork. I'm letting you know right now. If y'all ever came with the Beijing, you should just end this podcast. Like that, <laughs> that, there should be. No, no, no. Not going down like that. And Lewis taking our pictures, and that'll be documented forever? No, no way. Not happy. Lewis doesn't even know what that is. We'll explain. Well, he's still mad at you over your pre-show Liverpool comments. 
I mean, he's got to be mad. You know, my, my one of my teams I support in uh, football, Liverpool, they're in the Champions League final. And uh, Lewis is Manchester United. They're somewhere doing something. and uh, Somewhere doing something. They're, they're a little salty right now. Look, man, I, I'll give respect to, to Liverpool just because I do respect Salaha. He's a really great striker. And, like, what he's done this season is Fantastic amazing. Fantastic season. However, it very, very, very much hurts my heart see Liverpool all the way in the finals. Why? Yo, so you act like it's Man you know, City. You know, who, uh, you know who Rio Ferdinand is? Like our old defender? Yes. He literally was just like, he commentates most of the games, like does a halftime show. And then he was literally like, yo, like, I don't really like them, but like, all right, I give respect. And I feel the same way. I'll give respect to where, you know, where it's given me just because you guys have been doing great. You know what? I'm not going to give respect. I don't like <laughs> wow! you. Wow. I don't okay. like Manchester United. Wow. I'm not giving respect. How about that? Nah, 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 nah. All right, bet. So next year, you guys are going to get spanked. No, 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 You guys are going to get spanked in the final. We're not talking about next year. We are in the Champions League final. Yo, Roma almost took it too, guys. not. You guys got lucky that game. There was two penalties. I was just trying to be nice and stuff and not Dexter trying to talk all this. Nah. No, no. I was fine with you till your legend. Tried some like little shots in there. No, yo, it wasn't only him. It was also what's his name? Um, that's Gerard. That's Frank Lampard. He was like, yeah. I'm like, I respect him, but like, I'm not a big fan of them either. All right. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Yeah, you, you cut, cut his mic. It's off. okay. No, it's okay. They're winning from <laughs> a little hype. I see what it is. <laughs> I like look Daniel Sturridge. That's all. Look, look, look at this. <laughs> not a team anymore. I know. What? The, all right. You know what? We're moving on from soccer because a lot of people here who don't know what they're talking about. Um, speaking of people not I'm knowing just here what to ruin they're talking things, about. But okay. Yes, you are. Yes. Speaking of people not knowing what they're talking and about. And ruining things. And ruining things, yes. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, if you haven't been under a rock, uh, Kanye West. I wish I was under a rock. The person some people like to call Yeezus. The person who's made two awful albums in a row with Yeezus and The Life of Pablo. Arguably more. You could argue that more. Uh, Kanye's Arguably. Been, Kanye's been doing a lot in the last couple weeks. He's been tweeting. Uh, he's been posting pictures with a Make America Great Again hat. Uh, he's been saying nonsense, which that slavery was a choice. I'm holding back. Yeah, I got to let that breathe for a second. That slavery was a choice. Now, you could take that one because, like... Now, everybody should take that one. <laughs> I think everyone is, but, like... Here, here's... And I, you know what, we understand. See, we're not, we're not going to go crazy because it's yes. pretty obvious, right? Like, it's obvious what's happening Well, to here. some people. Some people are still defending and this And this, this is the problem, yes. Some people are still defending him. Still, even after, like, the first wave of nonsensical comments. See, here's my thing with this whole situation. Let's just get into it. So he pops Do up. we have to? Are we doing not, it? Not I don't really want to, but I will. Me neither. But begrudgingly, let's do this. So, uh... I don't know, a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, he just started tweeting. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Instantly, was I was like, new music is coming. That's literally what I said in my head. Because Kanye never tweets, never cares about anybody. He never, he, you don't see him. Like when he's out working, he's out in Wyoming, getting fat, dyeing his hair blonde, and doing all these Yo. things, working on these projects. And then he finally comes out and starts tweeting because he's promoting. And then after a long list of just, you know, trying to be free thought and creative and all this BS that he's what spewing. Is, what does that mean? What does free thought mean? No, that just means free to think uh, like, you know, old rich white people to Kanye West. I'm free to, th I'm free to think that what he's saying is stupid. Yeah. As it is stupid. Like all, all you're doing when encouraging free thought is just, hey, it's not so bad to think about the people who think negatively about you. 
is basically what he's trying basically to say. The, and basically the way I take that based on the things he said around the word free thought is that you're basically saying that racism doesn't exist. That's how I take what he's saying with all that. And I think that, man, it's so ridiculous. Continue. So he gets on Twitter and he's tweeting all these tweets. And instantly I'm noticing the numbers spike. Because it's Kanye. He doesn't tweet. He gets a lot of reaction. And when you're somebody of that stature and you're just quiet for a long time, you have the luxury of coming out just being like, here, here's what I'm doing or whatever, and you'll get a lot of attention. We saw J. Cole go through this with his last album. He was quiet for a while, and then he came out, dropped an album, and he was breaking records from what I read, right? So Kanye West is doing all that stuff. And then people are automatically just, you know, oh my God, Kanye's back, this, this, and that. And now they're getting off the bandwagon slowly but surely because he's out here wilding out, make America great again hat, wearing, you know, all these... I don't even know what the hell he's doing on Twitter with his clothing line, but he's just doing all these things that's really ruffling a lot of feathers. Uh, Van Lathan thankfully set him straight. Well, he didn't set him straight, but he, he spoke for us on the TMZ uh, when clip that's TMZ, going viral. Which, where Kanye said the slavery but was all, a But my main point to this is all Kanye is doing is promoting. That's the only reason he came back. All that, he's doing is promoting. He doesn't care about y'all. You're all stupid for buying into this and really thinking that, oh, he's here to to make, like, whatever. You're just dumb. Like, you're falling for it, and all you're doing is giving him attention, and that's what he wants is attention. I agree with that's every, really I, That's really I, it. I agree with everything you said. I think a friend of mine who listens to this podcast, I spoke with her earlier this week, and she said, Kanye, quote, is a raging narcissist. And I could not oh my agree God, yeah. with that description yeah. so much more. Like, she said that, and I was like, yo, that's spot on. The thing with Kanye, he does all the stuff for attention. Here's the thing: people, people are saying, "Do I think Kanye? There's something, you know." He said that he had he had a breakdown and went to the hospital and all this stuff. So he's had some. It appears he's had some mental health issues. But um, what I think here is some of the stuff Kanye's saying. Kanye's kind of always been going this way, and I really don't like giving this dude for what he's doing much more attention. But this isn't this isn't really that shocking. Kanye has always kind of leaned towards what I'm going to say, which is searching for acceptance from the white community, right? And what reason I say that, if you look at anything Kanye says, and he talks about somebody being great, he'll say, I want to be the black Ralph Lauren. I want to be the black whatever other designer that nobody knows or cares about. He will always say that. Like it can't Tommy Hilfiger. He can't <laughs> just be himself and be great, right? I think and I'm and I'm saying this because there is a dynamic there racially, but I would say this to anybody. It's like why would you have to be why can't you just be great as yourself? And like you shouldn't want to be the uh, you know, Latino Stephen A. Smith or whatever. Like <laughs> Like, be yourself. <laughs> be the best Brian Fonseca you can be. Yeah. I'm going to try to be the best Dexter Henry I could be. Lewis is going to try to be the worst Manchester United fan <laughs> that he could be because that's what he does. So, you, I understand all that. Well, you know, Drew Lewis is being the best person he can be. Yeah. He's, he's a great photographer and, and a great guy. See, I can be nice. But yeah, all, all of this and all that we're seeing from Kanye, I think the most disappointing thing is he's not... Well, I don't know if he doesn't realize it. He maybe he doesn't because I think he's a narcissist. I think he's that, a little more calculated that, that, than people give him credit. For I think though. he he knows what he's pushing and playing, but I think that he is that may not realize the impact of some of the things that he's saying and how it affects. When you talk about 
you don't understand how it's angering black people across the diaspora. Do you think you he say, actually cares, though? No, I don't think he cares. I think he only cares about himself. I think he cares about the money he gets. So all you, idi- him, all you idiots who are going to go out, I'm not supporting this upcoming album. All you idiots who are going to go out and support that and still have to have your Yeezys and still going to buy your potato sacks with holes in it. <laughs> all right. Like... I don't understand that. Like, where, where? Are you? Here's the thing, and Joe Budden said this, and I heard it on his podcast, and I agree with him. This is the question I have with everything. People have the right to support and do what they want to do, but where are you drawing the line on some stuff? Yeah. And I'm specifically talking to the hip hop community, and even further specifically talking to black people on this one, yeah. because this guy said slavery was a choice for a lot of people whose ancestors were affected by slavery, and there still are effects for the black community of slavery, right? For that person to say it's a choice, like people who were somebody's ancestors just said, oh, you know what? Well, today I might not have to go pick this kind. Really? Like, really, that's what you're saying? That they had the choice to be like, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the slavery thing anymore. Yeah. It, like, nobody said that. Yeah. And, and, I, and the idiots that are out there, one more thing, the idiots who are out there defending Kanye uh-huh. and, say, and saying, I saw this and I want to bring this up because it annoyed me this week. Mm. Uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I had a shirt on that had the Killmonger famous quote from Black Panther. Yeah. And I've seen people compare that quote to what Kanye said and say <laughs> that that's the same thing. And I'm like, no, it's not the same thing because Killmonger's talking about resisting and choosing your freedom. Yeah. Right? And what people don't understand is like, oh, well, you guys aren't down with that. And people are a lot of saying a lot of stuff now. Oh, well, if I was a slave, I wouldn't have been down. I would have resisted. Look, man. Y'all don't know anything about that time period or what you would have done in that situation. It's easy to sit there and say what you would have done if you were in that. People do that all the time. You know what people we work were, in sports. People right. do that all the people time. People were trying to survive. Yeah. And for all the people saying like, oh yeah, well everybody could have resisted and they could have jumped off the ships. Hey, if those people, the people who didn't jump off the ships, didn't stay and fight and resist for their kids and their families, hey, I wouldn't be here. That's 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 all I have to say to that. So for what Kanye West is saying. Is idiotic. Yeah. It's stupid. If you're going to support him after that, I seriously question you. Yeah. And where it is you draw the line of certain things. Sometimes you have to say enough is enough. Yeah, and people need to and people need to really stop with the whole he's a genius and things like that. I think it's just more or less that just people are just stupid. Like that's really what it is. <laughs> and, 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 that's and he's it. not a genius because his music has not been very good for years. I haven't cared. I, I haven't cared about. Now let's talk about the music, the actual, you know, because he is an artist after all, and people want to give him all this credence because he's such a creative person and this, this, and that. I don't think he's made a dope song in eight years. I don't think you're incorrect. And that was when my beautiful dark I mean, twisted fantasy I, came out. I did like New Slaves off of Jesus. That was one of the few songs I did. I, I don't like think he's album. made a dope song in eight years. Which is funny because I think that's he, it. Because it's funny because I think he's actually his last two slave. albums were garbage. And a lot of his albums before that, they were okay. College Dropout was good. It was too long. But some, Late Registration was good. It was too long. Graduation was cool. 808s and Heartbreak, eh. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, eh. Overrated album. Extremely and so overrated was Watch album. the Throne. Watch the Throne, also overrated album. I so don't disagree with that. I, I, don't, like, I don't care about this album. I don't care about Kanye West, so let's stop talking about it. But we just, we just had to get this off because it's like, hey... Like, you can't just sit here well, and really just well, bypass Well, no, it's, it's, it's part of what we do. We talk about things that are going on in pop culture and sports 
and that's a heavy part of this podcast. So we can't ignore that to some degree. You're gonna hear our reactions. I'm I'm annoyed by the ignorance surrounding it. It's my like my annoyance isn't even really to Kanye West. My annoyance is to the ignorance around it, the people defending him, the people trying to make excuses for this, and to some degree, the media that doesn't ask him the questions that I feel needs to be asked sometimes. You don't think him. Charlemagne? I, I, I didn't watch that. I watched some Because I'm not watching, that's on Kanye West's YouTube channel and I'm not watching an hour, 45 minute interview. As much as I like Charlemagne, I like Charlemagne. Walking with Kanye West through oh, they a sat that. They said that. They said like, that. I, I watched some of the 30, I watched about 30 minutes of it and it was just hard to follow Kanye. I thought Charlemagne asked some good questions. I would have asked him some follow-up, some some stuff where he made absolutely no damn sense. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, what are you talking about? That's sometimes what I've wanted to say, but he didn't say that. Um, we're going to take a break because we don't want to talk anymore about Kanye. But we're going to talk about another rapper um, really briefly who uh, has disappointed us. Oh, speaking of that line. And <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, and we'll have more about people who say college basketball is better than the NBA uh, WNBA's lack of exposure and what the team in Washington, the football team in Washington, professional team, what they were doing with their cheerleaders. More about that when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to 8 Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service, so use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from season one and take the sports walk today. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 29. We spent the first part of the podcast talking about uh, Kanye West, which we are going to move on from. But we're sober now. (laughs) So it's all good. We are good. We're going to move on to another rapper, um, in a rapper who we are both a fan of. Evidently uh, by the name of this podcast. And uh, we, we even though it's we, not named after him, so no. To, to be clear, clear about that, yeah, let's but clear that it's up. Inspired from a song that we both it's like, it's a double entendre. And that, and it's just a, na- a phrase that's a dope phrase that's been uttered in hip hop. Um, but Nas, uh, he is now become the center of attention. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know uh, he was married to Khalees, R and B singer Khalees, uh, formerly down with Star Trek and the Neptunes. Uh, they were married, and then they got divorced in April of 2009. Mm-hmm. Khalees has now come out and accused her former husband of domestic abuse. 
Um, she talks uh, a little bit about the relationship being toxic. Yeah. Um, the details and are pretty. Saying pretty that, you know, it got really dark. Quote, uh, we were drinking too much, smoking too much, spending too much. We lived hard because of that. When that comes down, it goes really low. She talks about Nas blacking out and being drunk and uh, hitting her. Uh, she does say that they would fight. We would fight. I never just sat there. Did he hit me? Uh, she nodded. Did I hit him back? Nods. He would black out. He would drink way too much. A lot of stuff you may not remember. We would have literally the worst night ever, and you wake up the next day like it never happened. Now, here's the thing. This is also consistent with something that Nas's first wife, Carmen, also had said in her memoirs that came out uh, years before that. I When I heard the situation, I got... Uh, it was on my birthday last week, and I got an email about it from a friend. I read it, email. and yeah, email. And I, I immediately, I immediately said when I read stuff like this, and I'm always serious about situations of domestic violence. There is no reason the way domestic violence has been handled in this country, the way there's been a lack of respect for women. I always have to. I always am like, there's no reason for me not to believe the women in this, especially in a situation where a woman is saying literally the same thing. This person said did in a previous relationship, so I'm not. It's always obviously we use the word allegation here. It is an allegation. It is nothing. Yeah. Not we have. No, we can't confirm anything. But here's the thing: I have no reason not to to believe Khalees. And they're going to be the men that are going to jump and say, "Oh, that's oh, happened. Oh, that's happened." Well, and we're getting into that. Oh, well, why is she coming out now? Well, a lot of victims of domestic violence or sexual abuse sometimes are afraid to come forward for many reasons. They women get shamed. Uh, they're not looked at even by other women, not just men. Um, they get shamed, and that makes it very difficult for them to come forward. People don't believe them, don't take their cases very seriously. I actually just had a conversation with a friend who went through a situation of something like this regarding uh, being her body being violated and how she felt afraid to come forward about it mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. So this is, this is real. What has been disappointing to me after this, and I'll let you jump in, Brian, is... And I think you sent this to me. You sent me the text. Uh, we were talking about why we haven't heard a response from Nas, and there has not been a response because I tweeted about it from I was Nas. Like, yo, like I tweet, I tweeted at him. I know he's not gonna look at it, but <laughs> I was like, yo, like Khalees is kind of accusing you of some serious bleep here. You know right. what I mean? Like at some point, you gotta kind of address it. Sometimes I think people's silence is telling, and I think that's really disappointing for Nas. And I think what people have issues with is, you know, can can you? not criticize the artist for what they did. Now, if Nas, if he did, and yeah. I, again, I'll state this again, I have no reason not to believe Khalees yeah. in this situation or any other women. I'm going to side with the women here because a lot of times their voices don't get heard. If Nas did this, then I think it's an opportunity for him, even though it's in a previous relationship and it's in the past and it does affect her life and what happened in his life, it's an opportunity for him to stand up as a man who might, who might have been allegedly involved in some domestic abuse and say, hey, this is wrong. Other men can do better than me. He could stand up and do that, and I would absolutely applaud that. But what I was disgusted with is there's some Nas fans who have tweeted, after Nas put out a picture of him and his son, tweeted at him and made some statements that I find extremely ignorant. All right? Uh, and, he, and it should be noted. Yes. Some of them are women. You know what I mean? This like, one I have now is a it was a woman, right? That post I think so. That I think is we not we're not hundred percent sure we think so. Um and this woman and this I was annoyed by this tweet. Uh Instagram Will Ali six three Instagram comment, excuse me, yeah. six three oh one. 
We need to build the black community. Black women are used at times by the feminist agenda targeting black men and white supremacy as well. And it's not what he shows on social media, brothers and sisters, because truthfully, it's none of our business. We are not judge and jury, but some play God, but let God's son raise his son in peace. First of all, who's stopping who's stopping Nas from raising his son? Look, who, I, look, who's out there saying, Nas, you can't raise your son? I'm not even annoyed at that as much as like... So with me, my thing is, and I was texting you during this, we had that waiting period, if you want to call it that, right? Oh, one second. And Nas responded to this and said applause. That's what I'm getting to. Right? Yeah. And yes. So we had that waiting period where I'm, I feel like, all right, let's say you didn't do it for all intents and purposes. You should probably debunk that like the next day. You know what I mean? You should probably just come out and be like, hey, this didn't happen. Or I was thinking maybe it's taken a few days because maybe he could be preparing a little statement talking about like owning up to whatever. But no, uh, what he did, which in his mind, I guess, would suffice, was he just kind of posted the picture that we just talked about with his son. And he was just liking comments that were steered in his direction by, I guess, loyal diehard Nas fans. And then in turn was not really acknowledging the situation. You know no, what I mean? He didn't like, say anything. He didn't Said really nothing. say... I, I'm sure in his mind and to other people, like, this is him responding to the situation when he's not really. No, he's you know not I mean? at all. Like, he's, <laughs> he's furthering... This is how problems continue. Yeah. And, and I'm doing it right now. I'm calling that behavior out. This is how this continues where people don't give a damn about women because even whether this was a man or woman that made this comment, you say this... And how black women are used at times by the feminist agenda to talk black men and white supremacy. No, 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 no. They're, first of all, no, they're not. Yeah. Okay. Not that's that that's absolutely untrue. And let me say this. Let's say, as you said, you gave a time period to like, okay, maybe Nas right, is right, preparing right. a response or whatever. If this wasn't true, then Khalees coming out and saying this, right? is an attack on Nas's character, it is. which could then affect the perception of him and the amount of money he makes, so put, defamation of character. Put yourself in Nas' position. I f- and if you didn't do it, though. Right. If and if I a didn't woman's accusing you of that. I would be like, yo, I'm slapping you with a defamation of character lawsuit right now because you were not going to hurt my earning potential. Right. That's what I'd be doing. But when you want to play it cool, if you want to call it that, and post a picture of you and your son, as if some, and then you have people talking about as if somehow... He's not able to raise his son because a woman who has nothing to gain. Like, ask yourself this. What does Khalees have to gain by this? Mm-hmm. What would she gain by coming out and saying something that, that happened around she's especially, especially in a climate where, and I'm sure we li- now we listen to women a little more than we ever used to, but we still don't listen to them enough. And I say that to say, what could she gain? I don't know, but she's coming out and saying that Nas did these things. And obviously, as we know, there are some people right away. I know because I saw this on Twitter. They're like, oh, Khalees is lying. Of course. This is this what is, these people do. How do you know? Like, right, this <laughs> we're is, not acting. And, that, and it's just a, a phrase that's a dope phrase that's been uttered in hip hop. Um, but Nas, uh, he is now become the center of attention. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know uh, he was married to Khalees, R&B singer Khalees. Uh, formerly down with Star Trek and the Neptunes. Uh, they were married, and then they got divorced in April of 2009. Mm-hmm. Khalees has now come out and accused her former husband of domestic abuse. Um, she talks uh, a little bit about the relationship being toxic. Yeah. Um, the details and are pretty saying pretty that, you know, it got really dark, quote, uh, we were drinking too much, smoking too much, spending too much. We lived hard because of that. When that comes down, it goes really low. She talks about Nas blacking out, being drunk, and... Uh, hitting her. Uh, she does say that they would fight. 
we would fight. I never just sat there. Did he hit me? Uh, she nodded. Did I hit him back? Nods. He would black out. He would drink way too much. A lot of stuff you may not remember. We would have literally the worst night ever, and you wake up the next day like it never happened. Now, here's the thing. This is also consistent with something that Nas's first wife, Carmen, also had said in her memoirs that came out uh, years before that. I, When I heard the situation, I got... Uh, it was on my birthday last week, and I got an email about it from a friend. I read it, email. and yeah, email. And I, and I immediately, I immediately said when I read stuff like this, and I'm always serious about situations of domestic violence. There is no reason the way domestic violence has been handled in this country, the way there's been a lack of respect for women. I always have to. I always am like, there's no reason for me not to believe the women in this, especially in a situation where a woman is saying literally the same thing this person said did in a previous relationship. So I'm not, it's always, obviously we use the word allegation here. It is an allegation. It is. Nothing, yeah. not, we have. No, we can't confirm anything. But here's the thing, I have no reason not to, to believe Khalees. And there are going to be the men that are going to jump and say, Oh, that's oh, happened. Oh. That's happened. Well, and we're getting into that. Oh, well, why is she coming out now? Well, a lot of victims of domestic violence or sexual abuse sometimes are afraid to come forward for many reasons. They, women get shamed uh, they're not looked even by other women, not just men. Um, they get shamed, and that makes it very difficult for them to come forward. People don't believe them, don't take their cases very seriously. I actually just had a conversation with a friend who went through a situation of something like this regarding uh, being her body being violated and how she felt afraid to come forward about it mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. So this is, this is real. What has been disappointing to me after this, and I'll let you jump in, Brian, is... And I think you sent this to me. You sent me the text. Uh, we were talking about why we haven't heard a response from Nas, and there has not been in a response because I tweeted about it from Nas. I was Nas. like, "Yo, like I tweet, I tweeted at him. I know he's not gonna look at it, but <laughs> I was like, "Yo, like Khalees is kind of accusing you of some serious bleep here." You know right. what I mean? Like, at some point, you got to kind of address it. Sometimes I think people's silence is telling, and I think that's really disappointing for Nas. And I think what people have issues with is, you know, can can you not criticize the artist for what they did. Now, if Nas, if he did, and again, I'll state this again, I have no reason not to believe Khalees yeah. in this situation or any other women. I'm going to side with the women here because a lot of times their voices don't get heard. If Nas did this, then I think it's an opportunity for him, even though it's in a previous relationship and it's in the past and it does affect her life and what happened in his life, it's an opportunity for him to stand up as a man who might, who might have been allegedly involved in some domestic abuse and say, hey, this is wrong. Other men can do better than me. He could stand up and do that, and I would absolutely applaud that. But what I was disgusted with is there's some Nas fans who have tweeted, after Nas put out a picture of him and his son, tweeted at him and made some statements that I find extremely ignorant. All right? Uh, and, he, and it should be noted. Yes. Some of them are women. You Some of the I mean? women. This like, one I have now is a is was a woman, right? That post. I think so. That I think is are we not we're not hundred percent sure. We think so. Um, and this woman and this I was annoyed by this tweet. Uh, Will Ali six three? It was an Instagram comment. Excuse me, yeah. six three zero one. We need to build the black community. Black women are used at times by the feminist agenda, targeting black men and white supremacy as well. And it's not what he shows on social media, brothers and sisters, because truthfully, it's none of our business. We are not judge and jury, but some play God, but let God's son raise his son in peace. First of all, who's stopping? Who's stopping Nas from raising his son? Look, who, I, who's out there saying, Nas, you can't raise your son? I'm not even annoyed at that as much as, like, 
So, with me, my thing is, and I was texting you during this, we had that waiting period, if you want to call it that, right? Oh, one second. And Nas responded to this and said applause. That's what I'm getting to, right? Yeah. And yes. So, we had that waiting period where I'm, I feel like, all right, let's say you didn't do it for all intents and purposes. You should probably debunk that like the next day. You know what I mean? You should probably just come out and be like, hey, this didn't happen. Or I was thinking maybe it's taken a few days because maybe he could be preparing a little statement talking about like owning up to whatever. But no, uh, what he did, which in his mind, I guess would suffice, was he just kind of posted the picture that we just talked about with his son. And he was just liking comments that were steered in his direction by, I guess, loyal diehard Nas fans. And then in turn was not really acknowledging the situation. You know what I mean? He didn't say anything. He didn't really say, I'm sure in his mind and to other people, like this is him responding to the situation when he's not really. No, he's not at all. Like He's (laughs) he's furthering, this is how problems continue. And and I'm doing it right now. I'm calling that behavior out. This is how this continues where people don't give a damn about women because even whether this was a man or woman that made this comment, you say this and how black women are used at times by the feminist agenda to talk black men and white supremacy. No, 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 they're, first of all, no, they're not. Yeah. Okay? Not, that's, that, that's absolutely untrue. And let me say this. Let's say, as you said, you gave a time period, you're like, okay, maybe Nas right, is right, preparing right. a response or whatever. If this wasn't true, then Khalees coming out and saying this, right, is an attack on Nas's character, which could then affect the perception of him and the amount of money he makes, so put, defamation of character. Put yourself in Nas' position. I've, and if you didn't do it, though. Right. If and if I a didn't woman's it, accusing you of that. I would be like, yo, I'm slapping you with a defamation of character lawsuit right now because you were not going to hurt my earning potential. Right. That's what I'd be doing. But when you want to play it cool, if you want to call it that, and post a picture of you and your son, as if some, and then you have people talking about as if somehow... He's not able to raise his son because a woman who has nothing to gain. Like, ask yourself this. What does Khalees have to gain by this? Mm. What would she gain by coming out and saying something that, that happened around she's abused? Especially, especially in a climate where, and I'm sure we li- now we listen to women a little more than we ever used to, but we still don't listen to them enough. And I say that to say, what could she gain? I don't know, but she's coming out and saying that Nas did these things. And obviously, as we know, there are some people right away. I know because I saw this on Twitter. They're like, oh, Khalees is lying. Of course. This is this what is, these people do. How do you know? Like, right, this <laughs> we're is, not acting. Time, the I signs, have no reason to not The signs her. and signals that Nas is giving off. And again, we love Nas's music. There you go. But the signs and signals that he's giving off leads me to believe that this, in fact, happened, as does his history. You know what yes, I mean? I, I agree it. that people can change. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, try, I mean, I, he, know from I mean, maybe he's changed. I'm not saying that that's the person he is today. Maybe, maybe even the details were a little less graphic than what Khalees was. I don't know. But you have to come out and say something. My thing, some my point. problem with this is, and I'm fine with saying this on this podcast, as a Nas fan of Nas's music, and this is where I think what you just brought up was so great, people sometimes, I think, we get too into these artists. It's something we see with Kanye. We become such fancy people. We, elev- we elevate them to like the- put them on these pedestals that are absolutely ridiculous. I'm a f- the artists that I love. I love the music they make. Yeah. I don't know Nas. I don't know Kanye. I don't know Kendrick. Yeah. I don't know Cole. I don't even know Sky Zoo like that. I'm, he I'm, was up here with right. us. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fans of the music they make. They're all flawed humans like us, and people make mistakes. But when you do make mistakes. You own up to it when you don't, and especially you ignore, one like that. When you don't, <laughs> when you ignore this stuff and you try to push it to the side, this is how we create and further this culture where we don't 
care about women. So for me personally, yeah. this doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh man, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to listen to Illmatic. But what I won't do, what I can't do, is if the, if Nas doesn't do the right thing here and either address it or come out and apologize or whatever it is he needs to do to address it, if he just continues to ignore it, I cannot support his upcoming album, which he said was done two years ago on a college track, and I'm going to leave it at that. Because... We've been waiting on that album, but I can't support that. Like, me personally, when I say support that, it means I can't go stream that. I can't go buy that. I can't go do that. As much as I'm saying I can't support Kanye's nonsense, I can't support that as well. That's where I draw the line. But again, well... And everybody's their personal preference, but for me, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. But again, we'll, we'll see, because after all, yeah, sure, there are allegations, but... I feel like this isn't the last we're hearing about Oh, I don't think it. so, and time will tell And I do feel like... For whatever reason, maybe it's because Nas is so likable and people just think Khalees is wilding, but it's kind of being swept under the rug. Or maybe know. that's because Kanye is because just taking over, you know, everything that's gone on. Kanye's been but a nice distraction from with that. I'm yeah. still, I this is something that I'm actually interested in because I want to see what kind of happens here. But I feel like people are just going to try and forget about it. Let's move on. I think so. We won't. Uh, moving on. To the next subject. To the next subject. Uh, subject that has bothered me for quite some time. And Brian and I were... Uh, I will say oh, we're a, going here at oh. a function. Yeah, we are going here. <laughs> we might need more than five minutes, guys. Uh, <laughs> we were at a function, and this was during what game of that was Utah Oklahoma City was on where we were at? Which game was that? Game five. I will not say what function, and I will not say where we were at. Yeah, we will not. However, that. was or was that it the, was it was it was, well, it was a closing game, Matt, right? You're the Utah fan. You remember? So what? No, it was not the closing game. It was before that, I think. What was, what was no the game? It was game three. It was game three. Was Utah game three. went up what? 2-1? It was game three. Yeah, Utah went up 2-1. It was game yeah. three. You weren't up 3-1 at all? No, 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 no. no. Because, the next night they, because the next night they came back and they won that Utah game. Utah won by a good amount. That was the one. Yeah. With, yeah, this was before the 25-point comeback with Russell Westbrook. Okay. No, this, we're this not was, mentioning that. This was game three. Or game, game three or game four? Probably doesn't four. Matter. Only four. four. Whatever. Game, it doesn't matter. Because game five was game the four, was game, game four was on and got into this. Some people were around. Has gotten discussion with uh, somebody who's a friend of the podcast that thinks Russell Westbrook is overrated and he's selfish and he's wrong. But uh, we'll get into that another time. Yeah, yeah he's wrong. I'm, I'm saying he's wrong. Um, but there was a person among us that blurted out a statement that I have heard uttered over years, and I see it only comes comes from one particular group of people. Um, sorry guys, and sorry guys, we have some, <laughs> we have some white people here in the room with us in the podcast. Um, <laughs> you gonna get this work? <laughs> but I'm gonna say, listen. So the statement, that, the statement that was uttered, equality to me. The statement, that, and I, the statement that was uttered was, I don't like the I don't like the NBA. It's it's not as good as college basketball. College basketball is so much better than the NBA. The guys. It's a better brand of game. The guys play harder. They're not selfish. They're not arrogant. They 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 really it's just a pure brand of basketball. And they're not paid. <laughs> I've heard this from a lot of people in my life. I've seen people write it. I've seen people talk to me about it. I'm gonna be honest about this and very blunt. I have never, never, ever heard a minority say that college basketball is better than the NBA. First of all, it's ridiculous. The best players in the world play in the NBA. That would be and like the WNBA. 
Yeah, and WNBA. That would be like saying AAA baseball is better than Major League Baseball. <laughs> that or would be like baseball. saying minor league hockey is better than the players in the NHL. But you don't hear that about right? hockey Or college baseball. football. You, don't hear- you would never hear anybody say that. Why does nobody ever say that, Brian? <laughs> Why do we never hear that? Nobody would ever say, oh, yeah, let's go look at that uh, – Triple A uh, Mets team is so much better than New York Mets. The team. Las Vegas Fifty Ones. Yeah, or whatever. nobody, nobody says it. Nobody would say uh, the, a Rangers affiliate or whatever hockey affiliate. Nobody would ever say that. I think the pattern that I've seen, and I, I was actually so. And this is funny. I was actually told this too uh, by my high school coach, who was also an old white dude, uh, who said that you know to learn the game properly, watch college basketball teams. And stuff like that, as opposed to watching the NBA players. And I don't know if that means because you could actually become that conceivably as opposed to NBA player. But wouldn't you want to learn from watching the absolute best people doing your job as opposed to, you know, the 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 minor league portion of it and things like that? And I noticed that it comes from, you know, people who don't like the NBA because, you know, the players, they make a lot of money they they got a lot of tattoos but who are the who are the majority of the players they you know most of NFL and and cuz i've heard this with uh, football as well that's that's just even more stupid <laughs> that's even, i just think it's even more stupid than the nba but you know they're dominated by black people in those sports as we know <laughs> about you know like, is, that, is like, anybody is anybody out there saying hey you know what that college golf is sure better than PGA <laughs> go watch that nobody's saying that like like no, I, like, I get it like that. you probably think oh uh, you know college basketball they play harder they play more together this this and that but it's like Do yo they? make 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 go out and get uh you know the players from Kentucky. <laughs> and put them in an 82 game season and really see how hard they're going to play and mind you 48 minutes also and they like it because it's for the university and things like that like no man it just stems from you not being comfortable with NBA players being comfortable with their lifestyle because you love the fact that college you know it's unpaid labor it's basically I it's think- unpaid labor it's uh Athleticism disguised as amateurism. Like, it's all of that stuff. Matt, you look like you want to say something. Did you want to say something in here? Uh, I just love college basketball. That's all I got to say, really. <laughs> no, like we a, like, like college yeah. basketball. Do you like college basketball? Even though college basketball. Here's, yeah. here's another. College I do basketball. Like college basketball than but NBA. it's overly, it's overly micromanaged by the head coaches who want to micromanage every single possession on every play. And that also gets annoying to watch. Occasionally, when you get your Brad Stevens in the NBA, it's cool because he actually gets the most out of his talent. Why? He also doesn't have a system. But, why, but that's another discussion. Matt, why do you like college basketball more? Uh, I just grew up on college basketball. Because remember, why are you I, wearing shades indoors? My eyes hurt. It's right, a cool. allergy season here in New York. All right, yeah, but it's anyway. not important. Uh, I just grew up watching college basketball, and I I learned the game actually from watching college basketball. But that's because St. John's was always on in my house. Um, Utah, I know Utah people. It was never in my house because I didn't have internet back then, so I couldn't watch the games. So I just watched college basketball because St. John's would always be on. Yeah, but see, that's that's a if somebody. Yeah, but you're but you're, but you're not out here walling. The, no, the, saying no. that the that 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 I'd rather watch Shamori Pons than LeBron that's James. A, right, that's a complete. I'd love to see Shamori Pons play with LeBron James. That, uh, right <laughs> on the like Utah to, Jazz. You know why? Because you yeah. like to see him play with <laughs> the best not? the best players. Yeah, there's a difference between saying, "Hey, this is what I watch and this is what I like," as opposed to saying that the brand of basketball is actually better in one thing to the other. And so my thing, I thought all the points Brian made were right. We're fine. My thing is that there's two th- ways I've always thought about it. And, like, to a degree, I think people always like to see themselves represented in something in some way. So 
you're from white America, you don't see a lot of yourself in the NBA. You see a lot of it in college, though. You see a lot of it in college, right? Like, you're going to see a lot of it in college. You're going to get your J.J. Reddicks. Yeah. <laughs> and some of those guys make the... You know? So that's the thing. And, 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 and then the second thing is, I think some of... When people make the statement phrased the way I describe it, because that's what we're specifically talking about, people who phrase it in the way that we heard at this function... And to, other places. And other places. I think it's, it's a little bit of coded racism to me. Not even a little bit. I think it is. Because... Yeah. Or prejudice, I should say. Yeah. You're you're basically, your issue, I think, really there is you have a problem with seeing black men get a whole bunch of money in a sport. You don't hear that from from hockey. That's what I'm saying. Nobody Nobody walks around saying, I'd rather see Boston University than the freaking New York Islanders. I'd rather see somebody from Boston (laughs) University play than uh, Sidney Crosby. Nobody would ever say that. No. Because those players that have made it to the NHL have a right to play at the highest level and make the most money. Nobody would ever say this. So yeah. I think, And I think the problem is, it's like when somebody says that, I think what bothers me, you're kind of saying that like it's impossible for you to get highly compensated and be passionate about your sport at the same time because when they criticize the attitude of the players, it's like, well, that can exist. Can Donovan Mitchell be paid a lot of money and still have a lot of fire on the court and have a lot of swagger? By the way, Rick, of course he can. By the way, Rick Pitino, and of course he said this. He said that he thought Donovan Mitchell should stay an extra year at Louisville. Okay. <laughs> of course. He did. Um, well, well, Matt's happy. Pitino, do you not? Oh, so, we have so, a, we have a comment. Would, would you Jesus. rather Would you rather watch Theo Pinson? Or would you rather watch LeBron do what he did today and get 43, 14 assists and eight rebounds in a playoff game? I know what I'd rather watch. We mm. have a comment. And I like Theo Pinson. We have I just guest. use him as an example. We got a guest. <laughs> we have a guest here, our, our friend Mike Sparacino, also known to us as Jesus. If you could see you, on the screen. If you can see him. Jesus. Uh, and Mike, what do you got to say, man? Because Mike is a hockey guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, you, yo, whoa, whoa. You got a Fozzie shirt? Yeah, yes, I have a Fozzie shirt. Oh, all right. Shout I've out seen Chris, them twice. Out, I like their music. Shout out Chris Jericho. Yeah, right. Absolutely. He's honest. He puts and on Mike a great also, show. Mike is also a big wrestling fan. Uh, not anymore. No. But oh, okay. that's besides. I just yeah. want to go back to what you said when you said people would rather watch the Islanders over BU. What you were saying. I have a lot of people that would disagree with you at this point in time because the Islanders of, suck. That is one and reason. Their Ranger fans probably. That's another. That factor. that has. That's of another course. factor that goes. Thank you. What? <laughs> you, know, this, this, you know what? No, I, this, I actually no. try and no, 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 no. say something, this, this and then Brian's actually, just like this is gonna, actually a I moment. I got something on my nose. No, but this, but this is actually a moment. You know why it's a moment? Why? We have never talked about hockey on this podcast. <laughs> oh God! Hey, I've been all I've been saying. I just you want to give us sixty seconds on the NHL that you guys playoffs? Should do an episode on hockey, do, or at least incorporate a portion of it. Dirk, you know, you know anything about hockey? What? We should, we should, we should incorporate a portion about hockey. We should. Yeah, we should. Well, right. When we leave the room, and then you guys could take you over. You guys just take over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get playoffs. I mean, I'm, we'll get I'm, Winnipeg, I'm perfectly fine doing this like? behind the scenes you like, while Matt? you guys are doing You know this? what? We'll, we have to have you back on during the Stanley I'm Cup I'm a Ranger Finals. fan How when they're that? good in February. Uh, <laughs> all right. I can live with can that. Can we do that? Can we talk Stanley Cup Finals? We'll bring you back on and talk some Stanley we Cup Finals. We can talk Stanley Cup Finals. Seriously? All right. Yeah. Yes. Why not? I like playoff hockey, but I just not... I don't, I've, Dude, hockey is hockey, one of the only basketball. It's the best hockey time is, of the year right hockey is now. One of, yeah, hockey is one of I the get, only I, sports that I've never covered. So because of that, I just don't really follow it anymore. I just don't really follow hockey a lot. I have no disrespect for it I, at all. So I think the athletes. But I'd rather still, watch the I Rangers like the than Boston College. Yeah, I, I will know. say that. Same. I would think anybody who says that 
college hockey's better than coming, NHL. Coming from they're out of your mind. Die hard Rangers. Yeah, I'd rather Rangers watch. I'd rather watch Syracuse. Watch I'd rather watch Syracuse do a two-three zone than than the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> in Idiots. the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's 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 just it's to me it's it's coded with a lot of race. And what's here's what's funny. Last thing I'll say, the person who said this, one of the comments that they made, and they said, "Oh well, you know these players are so selfish and arrogant in the NBA." And I was like, "Do." A lot of the players that get into the NBA, they come from college. So, like, they just got arrogant when they got drafted. Like, everything changed. So now, Donovan Mitchell was likable to this person uh, last year. But now that he's on the Jazz, oh, no, no, no. Speaking Donovan of Donovan Mitchell's become corrupted. He, he ain't going to be that likable in a few years when people stop liking him because he's a streaky shooter. Yeah. And I, a volume shooter. I agree with that. So, But but also, I had another point to make. It's go true. ahead, Matt. Go ahead. He's go not ahead. been that official. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. I don't know what you want me to say. No, I just, you have the mic to your face. Just give me give me the info of that guy so I can add him on Twitter. I, I don't remember who it was, oh, okay. but we, we don't... It's probably that, not important. That's neither here it's nor probably there. not important. It's yeah. ignorant. Okay. All right, we're going we're, we're gonna to take a break. break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, that NFL team in Washington, and uh, they're doing a whole lot more wrong beside the name of their team. Uh, WNBA not getting the proper support. Uh, there were some comments from... Elena Deladon. And the actual playoffs. And we actually have a, another video submission, the second episode in a row. Um, somebody has a question for us, and we'll talk a little about that and a whole bunch of other stuff when we come back on the A Hard to Tell podcast. Sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Tee Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. All right, welcome back to Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 29. Dexter Henry Bryan, Fonseca here. Thank you for listening and joining us as usual. Uh, that NFL team in Washington, I will not say their offensive team name. I don't do that. Yeah, I, I never that say either. their offensive team name. I won't do that at all. But they are in a little bit of hot water, and I don't know why. People expect anything better from them when they still have a team name that is absolutely offensive and should not be a team name. But this involves their cheerleading squad on a trip to Costa Rica. Uh, you've seen the story, Brian? Yeah. Uh, in the Washington Post. In the Washington Post. Yes, let's give credit to uh, who? Juliet um, Macer. Oh, Macker, I'm not sure. Uh, sorry, Juliet, if I mispronounced your name, but we want to give you the credit. Hopefully you listen. Um <laughs> what were your thoughts on this just to catch people up? The Redskins took their cheerleading squad to Costa Rica in 2013 for a calendar photo shoot. 
Uh, the first cause of concern from the Chiles came when Redskins officials collected their passports upon arrival I think at you the just resort. Said the name. I'm just letting you know. I did. I didn't mean to say that. Because I, I was reading from the Censor article. that later. Yes, we will. Um, <laughs> depriving them of their official identification. Um, but what happened here basically was these Reds, excuse me, these Washington cheerleaders. Yes. They uh, were with uh, some sweet holders from FedEx Field, sweet holders, all men, and they got these close-up access photo shoots. But in these photo shoots, they were topless. the women were topless. Yeah. And it appears from the article that... Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, happened. so Matt hasn't heard about this. It <laughs> appears from the article that the team and the officials were basically, I don't want to use the word force, but telling the women that, like, yo, you got to do that, which really is forcing. Um, <laughs> that, like, yo, you it's have to do rape. this. There is a quote here. Uh, One evening at the end of a 14-hour day that included some posing and dance practices, the squad's director told nine of the 36 cheerleaders that their work was not done. They had a special assignment for the night. Interesting word choice. Some of the male sponsors had picked them to be personal escorts at a nightclub. So get back to your room and get ready, the director told them. Several See, of those that, women that's order. began to cry. Another quote from a cheerleader. They weren't putting a gun to our heads, but it was mandatory for us to go, one of the cheerleaders said. We weren't asked. We were told. Other girls were devastated because we knew exactly what she was doing. And following a trend from earlier, before I let you go, Matt, um, Khalees, remember the whole thing with Khalees and Nas, and she came out years later. This was in 2013. Yep. So it should be noted that Good job, Brian. They kind of sat on this for five years and was like, you know what? We're going to come out with this. Again, because women are afraid of what the reaction is going to be when they come out. Because men, typically men, but people just are dismissive. Don't, of them. Yeah, just are dismissive, don't really believe them as they come out. But now that we're a little bit, just a little bit more accepting as a society, and some of us have always been accepting, but now that we're a little bit more accepting, some people are getting the courage to kind of come out and do these things. Like, uh, I think last year, the year before, it might have been last year when we had the wave of like sexual assault scandals in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Women sat on that for a long time and then they finally came out because they were like, all right, it's time. Like, you just got to, because think about it. If that happens to you, you have to sit there, wait on it for a long time. Well, the reason you're doing it is the culture around it, right? Like the yeah. culture of the male dominated culture in Hollywood, the male dominated culture here in sports. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, I would love to talk to some some more women and hopefully get them on the show to actually talk about the story. Yeah. This is a story I hope doesn't go away. We've had princess. I, we've had princess. But, but with, when issues Ooh. like this come up, we need more women to talk about this. Hopefully this story does not go away. And there's, you know, obviously a woman who wrote this story and did a great job of reporting. Hopefully, and the Washington Post always does a great job of these investigative reports, but yeah. hopefully um, this gets they stay on this and the Redskins and Daniel Snyder has to answer for this. We've had Princess Streeter up here who's actually from, coincidentally, from that, DC that area. area, North Carolina-ish, D.C. But yeah, but she was talking about how one time she was in a locker room. And I don't remember what the dude said to her, but it was something sort of like a put down or whatever. Actually, no, that was Erica Fernandez. Think about Erica. That was yeah. Erica Fernandez. Erica, I don't remember what she said, but he, oh, oh. That the guy was like, oh, don't go crazy when you get into the locker room because it was like covering. He, no, he said he actually like to, to quote her directly, and I remember her quote. I'll never forget it. Okay, he said to her, "Don't be a groupie." Don't. That's yeah, what yeah, she yeah. said. There you go. There you go. He told her not to be a groupie. She said that when she was on this podcast. That makes me think of this is because like, he hello, male privilege. You can't really relate to certain things. Like we're not privileged in a lot of ways because again, you're black, I'm Hispanic. However, but we do experience male privilege. Yes, we do experience we that. Yeah. So you can't really relate to, and this is why I have sympathy towards these kind of things because you can't really relate to uh, being assaulted sexually in most cases you know like um, 
you can't really relate to. Well, these we don't things. have the fear that women have when they walk down the street. We don't have the fear that like how you know. Men I was going to mention them catcalling. We don't have the fear that these cheerleaders had when they're being told to go into a situation with escorted men, escorted men to a nightclub. You don't know what's going to happen after that. But you don't know who's going to force yourself upon you for sex or whatever. But I was going to mention this actually happened with Terry Crews. Remember that? Yeah. Where he came out. And had, I mean, it happens so, to men uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying it doesn't. No, no, no. But I'm saying like a lot of times. Him of all people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't right, but think then that. You also have to think about but the arrogance I, of the person who did that to him to think that yo, you ain't gonna say nothing. So that's what I'm saying is that even him, for that to happen to him, right? So I can't really put. I'm trying to put myself in that position, and I can't because I can't really fathom that happening. So this is why I have sympathy towards these type of things because I'm not a woman, and it's like you can't you you don't have they don't have. You don't have the fear that they have when you're going to your car at night. No. Or when you're walking down the block and things of that nature. And most people aren't being empathetic to that. Matt, you seem shocked by this story. Even uh, though you shouldn't be because, produ- I mean. Uh, I'm not shocked. Washington football. Like, um, was it, wasn't Daniel Snyder recently voted the worst owner in sports or something yeah. like that? I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they waited on it. It's just how the industry is and this stuff happens all the time. And I feel like more of it's going to come out. Just My biggest thing is that just because things are the way they are don't mean we have to accept it. So we don't, no. I feel like at some point, I, the world's going to be different in five years. I, I mean, think that, that, I mean, but, yeah. but however, like, are we finally going to get to a point where we should be? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Look, a whole lot of people are accepting of the name of that team. Right? <laughs> there you so go. It's, and it's not just them, by the way. Florida State, San Diego State, the Atlanta baseball team. You know nothing, I mean? nothing's the Cleveland, worse. The Cleveland to me, nothing's worse team. than that team. Agreed, but nothing's I'm just saying, like a lot of this is out there, and because sports are the way, like sport, sports especially, like so behind in some areas where it's like, and we're gonna get more to this Elena Deladon story because we, this is in that vein. Yeah, but, like they're just so behind on all these things, and it's like, oh, th- things are like you know, things have always been how they were, so let's just keep it, keep it no, the way. It, like, no, no, <laughs> no, damn it! Like we want to yeah. change stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna yeah. change. I, I I think it's gonna change because I think a lot of women and a lot of um, you know, women are feeling empowered and rightfully so. And this is why these things are coming out. And the uh, the woman uh, who wrote this article for the Washington Post, great job by her in doing this. Please, people, Props. if you haven't read it, check that article out. Um, good article. Um, and all the women you know in journalism right now who are, are pushing the story. Um, speaking more about women in sports, which is always great to talk about. Uh, Elena Della Don. Uh, Mystics uh, basketball player in WNBA. She had a sit-down. She was on ESPN's Outside the Lines, and she had this to say about WNBA not getting the coverage uh, that it deserves in terms of its appeal to younger women. Check this out. I just believe that young women haven't seen us, and you can't follow something that you haven't seen, and it all goes back to visibility again, and connecting with people more than just on the court. You know, we know so much about the NBA guys off the court, about their style, about their interests, about their wives and all about their lives. But with us, like, you don't know that Simone Augustus collects cool old cars. Like, (laughs) that's a cool interest. Uh, Cappy Pondexter, Stephanie Dolson, they're huge into fashion. Like, huge. That's something that for sure would connect with women our age. It's just, who knows those stories? Yeah. Not many people because it's not covered. All right, Brian, so you heard what Elena had to say. And I watched that Outside the Lines piece. Yeah, and you watched that Outside the Lines piece, and you heard what she had to say. What's your reaction to that in what she said specifically about how 
the WNBA maybe isn't doing enough, and NBA in itself too, because they're in conjunction with WNBA, doing enough to promote the game to younger women. I thought she made some very interesting and, uh, and I totally think she, factual points. She's right. We spoke, we've spoken about this before, and at some point we're going to have an unnamed for now WNBA player on this podcast uh, to further discuss this perhaps more from the inside. Yep. But... And I've said that this is one of the reasons why I wanted to cover the New York Liberty last year. And it's also one of the reasons why I've made a concerted effort, if you notice, to do like more coverage of just women in sports in general. You know what I mean? So it's like I feel like more people are supporting the WNBA, but it's kind of like what we just talked about. More people are supporting women, but not enough. Uh-huh. Not how they should be. And we look at the numbers very you know, distant from one another. But they had on the outside the lines piece a chart called the business of basketball and it kind of outlined the average salary between nba wnba players and things of that nature so the average salary for an nba player and i made them all guess lewis matt whatever when we were upstairs before looking at this before they said five million it's actually 5.8 million which before the salary cap increase was around a mid-level exception i think it's greater than that now but 5.8 million for average nba player and then the nba 17 times 30 I'm not doing the math right now. It's like 400-something players getting, you know, on average that, right? Uh, and granted, you have varying numbers all over the place, but still, $5.8 million. For a woman in the WNBA, 12 teams, 15 players a team, give or take, right? You're looking at $79,000 a year, right? So that's just, you know, a salary for, I mean, you could, you could, work, on, you could work on Wall Street and make more than that. You could do certain jobs. You could you could be a director of communication somewhere and make more money than that. You know, this is why uh, other women's basketball players, they feel the need to, and they kind of have to by necessity, just make more money outside yeah. of the country. They get the bulk of their earnings from where they play in Spain or Turkey or whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't know if it was Diana Taurasi, but somebody uh, from the WNBA, uh, not recently, but not so long ago, where they asked her, like, hey, like, you haven't got back for training camp yet or something like that. And she was like, oh, this is my side job. Yep. <laughs> About the WNBA. That's sad. When Imagine you that. Women from this country, you can't even play the sport they love and be great at it, and they have to have a side job. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so crazy. You're looking at the average viewers per finals game for the NBA, 20.4 million viewers. For the women, 559,000, right? Uh and annual TV revenue, $2.6 billion for the NBA, which is why the salary cap is the way it is. And then for the WNBA, uh, $25 million. Needless to say, salary cap is also a lot lower. But, yeah, when I tell you all these numbers, what, what do you make of it? Because you know where I stand. And I know where you stand, too, but tell everybody else. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I think you know where I've, people know where I stand, too, listen to this podcast as well, and being that, you know, I think a lot of it starts with, I thought one of the things Elena Deladon talked about was, getting the game to younger fans and one of the things is there's not a lot of media coverage and I, I, I heard that and I was like man I have to do more yeah. we have to do more yeah. um, in telling the stories of these women bas- you know basketball players and hopefully you know the guests we're, we're trying to get to come up here a WNBA player and others and some other stuff we're trying to do with sideline stories and, and mm-hmm. that and it was something that uh, a topic that came up multiple times uh, I had two former professional basketball players uh, on the sports walk last season in the first season and he talked about this very issue and yeah. and hearing hearing from those women was very interesting to hear thought and i think they talked a lot about too about women not necessarily being promoted the right way i think you have to tell the stories of those women yeah. you have to show them as people we don't know i don't know a lot about these WNBA players 
and what they do off the court. But we sure do find time to read these features and find these features about men in all kinds of sports. And, you know, I just think this is another extension of not caring. We don't care about uh, women enough in society, and we damn sure don't care about them in terms of their athletic achievements enough uh, from what I've seen yeah. growing up in, in the sports culture. Um, we're running out of time here, so we're going to move on to our video uh, submission this week. This week we have a question from a fan of the show, Nick Arias. Nick, what you got? What's good, Dex and Brian? Uh, I have a question about the NBA draft. I know it's far away from now, but uh, last week I believe I was on the jump. Uh, NBA prospect Mo Bamba was on there talking about how he was from New York and how he would love to play for the Knicks if he got drafted by them. I mean, he is a top 10, a late top 10 pick. And the Knicks do have a late top 10 pick this year if they do land it. Uh, I just want to know how, what your thoughts about that. If he was a good fit for the Knicks. If he's not a good fit for the Knicks. If he's not, then who do y'all think this is draft? And this year's draft. I know Brian, not a, you're not a Knicks fan. Dex, I know you are. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, I don't see it happening. But I just want to know what y'all think about it. All right, Nick. Well, Nick. Was sure. Well, Nick was sure to mention you. You said, "Yo, Brian's not a Knicks fan." I'm not. Sure to which means you. I'll be a. Ob- Thank you, Nick. <laughs> oh, let me take this hat off. Then I'll be objective. <laughs> uh, so for those who can't watch, I am wearing a Knicks hat today. Um, for those who are watching, I also have a new sticker on my laptop. Oh, great! We so. just all couldn't wait to know about that. It's a great sticker. Probably you, not. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But I'm just no, already it's, being. It's a great sticker. It. I love it. You love it. Yeah, I love it. I'll show you. It's a great okay. sticker. That means it's not Freddie Gibbs related. No. Okay. I'll look at it. When it, 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 it it's part of my heritage. It's, it's wrestling related. No. Oh, oh, oh. no. Thank God. I love it. It's just many, the, anyway, uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Bamba. Uh, from Texas. Which uh, Nick brings up as a possibility for the Knicks to get with their uh, draft pick, which can be between, looks like it can probably be between 8 and 10. Uh, we don't know. The lottery is not here yet. I think the lottery is still, what, next week? Next week, I believe the lottery is? Yeah, NBADraft.net for what it's worth because I'm not paying Insider for ESPN's Draft Express. But uh, what's it called? Muhammad Bamba uh, is eighth there to Cleveland, <laughs> interestingly enough, who have the Nets pick. Yep. <laughs> I, what, do you th- what do you think about that as a fit for the Knicks, uh, getting a big there, and what do you think about him? Seven-foot guy. I like Muhammad Bamba. I like Muhammad Bamba. I don't know. Um, you have Kyle Quinn, right? No, he's free agent. We don't oh, know. Yeah, that's right. And Canner has an option. <laughs> I'm so. like, you have Kyle Quinn, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like I have anything to do with the Knicks operation. Be a lot Canner should take that off there. But, option. But still, uh, Muhammad Bamba wouldn't be a bad pick. But I think, I don't know. See, I, it's it's tough because I need to know where they land and I need to look at draft boards. But we've both said for a while now, and we talked to Sky Zoo about this, yep. that they should go after Mikhail Bridges if he's there. I would love. That's what I would like to. I think they need somebody that could a a three. They need a three. Yeah, that's why I'm fulfilling that need. I think that's more important. I think they'll be able to get at least one of their two bigs back. That's why I'm not necessarily worried about it, and I'm fine with Cantor or O'Quinn if either come back. I don't think it'll be both. But I, 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 so I'm not like again. Like if the Knicks draft him, I'm not gonna be like, oh, they drafted. No, he's a solid. But the the thing is like. It's just so tough because I need to wait till after the lottery because what if, you know, the Patrick Ewing thing happens and they're number one? You're going to want Donkic, right? 
And I'm like, hey, you know either him or DeAndre Ayton, you know what I mean? Like, that'd be great. But, I, I, yeah, I still but think. But it, all right, if all, for all intents and purposes, if they stay around that nine range. I still want a three. You're looking at a Mikhail Bridges, who they're actually mocked to take on NBADraft.net. You're also probably looking at a Muhammad Bamba, Colin Sexton. Sexton. I don't know if you want to go to point guard again. No, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. because You're, I, you're I, probably going to be looking at Trey Young, which is the quote-unquote sexy pick that a lot of Knicks fans would like, although I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know what to think of him yet. I know he thinks he's very good. <laughs> I, yeah, so. we'll, we'll see. We'll be more. I, I think Brian's right about that, Nick. Uh, we have to see more of what happens with the lottery and how it plays out. But we'll keep that in mind. Right now, I mean, would I be mad if they took Bomba? No. But I think the Knicks are better suited to get a three. Speaking of the Knicks, today as we're recording this podcast, Ooh. the Knicks have finally announced after a very thorough, in my opinion, head coaching search. They've announced uh, the new head coach, uh, David Fisdale. Nick, I'm sure you too, as well as people want to know my reaction. I'm happy with the hire. Fisdale was Maddie one. Matty Panico is clapping his hands. Okay, back there. so you you have this, you approve of it, Matty P? Uh, anyone that's not Mike Woodson, I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, think, I think a lot of people would feel you on that for sure. Mike uh, Mike Woodson said that he would uh, be down to be the assistant. an assistant there, though. I, I mean, I'm not. Fi- I like Mike Woodson. I like man. Mike Woodson, but I like him comedically. But like, I, <laughs> I don't I, know if I like him as a. Coach. I, don't I don't know, know. if I necessarily wanted to bring him back. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good step forward for the Knicks. I like Fisdale. Fisdale's a good coach, players coach. I actually think it's a good hire, but I, we'll see because the you Knicks never know. The Knicks like. No, you know what? I'm not even going to that. I'm being positive. I think the Knicks were right. very thorough in the I search. I won't either. I think they were very thorough in the search for once. Usually it's a short list. They, they interviewed, what, 10, 11 candidates? I do they think they did thorough. their, yeah. I think they, they took, did their homework. I think it's about changing the culture. I think yeah. this guy can do that. He's a modern coach. He demands respect to the players. The players respect him. He was behind all the defensive uh, schemes in Miami. A lot of them, the good defense you've seen yeah. in Miami. He knows how to coach offense as well, too. He really kind of revolutionized and modernized Memphis's offense. I think he's a good hire. The first thing I heard, I saw our boy Ian Begley uh, tweeted out that, once it's announced, he will be going to Latvia to meet with KP immediately, make sure they're on the same page. I like to hire. I can't that, tell yeah. you the last time the Knicks hired a coach, and I was like, you know what? I rock with that. Am I getting super excited? No. Am I going to predict they're going to have to foresee like Lewis foolishly did last season? Absolutely not. I won't do that. But I do think this is a good hire, and I do think uh, the Knicks did their homework on this, and I think Fizdale will be fine. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't hyped for Lenny Wilkins? Man, please. Were you hyped for, was it, what, what was the other guy's name? What was his replacement? Was it Don Chaney? Yes, Don Chaney, <laughs> final Lenny Wilkins. No, I was not hyped for Yo, Don Chaney. I think he was an NBA Live 2004 one year. Here we go with the video game references. <laughs> what, what, song, what songs were in that NBA Live 2004? Oh, uh, Ghetto Music I by OutKast. I wasn't Outcast. asking seriously. <laughs> like, really, nobody's asking seriously. Some song by The Game and Fred Rec. So ridiculous. There was some good songs. Yo, let me pull so up that rid- soundtrack. No, no, no. <laughs> we, nobody won't ask for that. And on that note, we're gonna, what you asked for was another podcast. We brought you another one. Well, that is it for episode 29 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Right there, Chingy. Of course, NBA Live Remix. Of course, Brian is going to throw in a song that nobody cares about today. Love and War, Dilated Peoples. That's fire. It was a good song. That's, <laughs> it, that, that's it for episode 29 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. We'll be back. More guests coming uh, this month. Unbelievably, we're already in May. We thank you for, for your support. Uh, please continue to send videos. If you'd like us to answer a question that you have on the podcast, to our email. You'll see it right here below us. Send it to the email. Stay in touch with us. Twitter, Instagram. You know how to reach us. You know how to find us. 
That's it. Episode 29. We're out. Episode 30 is going to be next. And we're probably going to have to guess, right? Probably. What, what, what was I going to say? I didn't Jazz should, in we, 7. We should just, Jazz in 7? Be more confident. Jazz in 7. Be more confident than that. Like. Take note.